Hello, everyone, and welcome to what I guess what we could call our Halloween Eve episode. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Andy's really excited about this one because he got to choose the movie. Uh, I the, am really so. excited about it. I'm super excited about it. I He's so excited about the title that he chose that here's what he did, folks. He bought me a copy of the movie on DVD and sent Twice. it to me. I bought it twice because twice. the first time it didn't get delivered, I had to rebuy it for you. That's how that I had to have it delivered to an undisclosed location. Uh, <laughs> it was a whole there was a whole thing. I dark dark web. I think dark web. <laughs> the dark web part of Amazon. Dark yeah dark dark web Amazon. I had to order it from. I love this movie. I really do. I'm so excited that that you have to watch this piece of trash (laughs) so the movie we're doing folks is called beneath still waters um this was released in 2005 now it does have a notable director behind it it's brian usna um yeah it's this is the guy who gave us films like society bride reanimator beyond reanimator and honey i shrunk the kids um living dead three um also honey i shrunk the kids also tarzan epic adventure um the dentist and the dentist 2 electric toothaloo um rottweiler we were talking about before the show started (laughs) it's hard to believe that this guy who gave us all of these like really gory cheesy horror films is the same man who gave us honey i shrunk the kids (laughs) it's great it's great i like one of the oh. most one of the most financially successful Disney franchises in the history of the entire company. Uh, so much so that we're getting a part four with Rick Moranis coming out of retirement <laughs> to make a fourth Honey I Shrunk the Kids movie. Yeah, yeah. Brian, the, the guy who gave us the shunting is responsible for Honey I Shrunk the Kids. That's true. That is true. <laughs> So great. So, so that's all I know of this movie. Okay. Um, I, and I read the description on the back. Here's, right. the, here's the description for our lovely audience. Um, a supernatural force is devouring the village of, Mer- of Merinbad and its inhabitants and is threatening to spread beyond its geographical limits. A group of men from the village managed to convince the authorities to build a dam which would flood the valley and therefore submerge the village forever, sealing the evil force underwater. But something remained down in the depths when the water covered Marinbad, and now, 40 years later, an array of disappearances and deaths in mysterious circumstances are threatening the village built next to the reservoir that now covers Marinbad. Something is still down there, something evil, and on this anniversary, it's going to surface. Correct. Uh, so, Yuzna loves... Lovecraft. Oh yeah, you can see that from his from his filmology. The, uh, you can even he, see that in the Honey I Shrunk the Kid. <laughs> honestly, weirdly enough, yes. Um, but you know he he did um, a story for Necronomicon, Book of the Dead. He did from he wrote From Beyond or was a writer on From Beyond. Um, you know all of the Reanimator stuff. Um, did he do Dagon? He did do – he did something for Dagon, and I want to say – I don't think he wrote it or directed it. Maybe he produced it. Um, yes, he produced. He was a creative producer for Dagon, for Faust. Um, 
he loves H.P. Lovecraft. Something that I've come to realize, you know, in my lifetime is, first of all, Lovecraft is a virulent racist. And if you haven't watched uh, Lovecraft Country or read the book, um, at least they're they're addressing those concerns. They're addressing the fact that he was a racist, sexist ass. Yeah. Yeah. But Lovecraft is a predominantly and almost primarily American um, endeavor. Like, you know, whether it's Appalachia or whether it's New England, it, it relies on the idea of a, of a, of a new world. Um, you know, of, of, it doesn't play well in Europe. And it is seen in this film that it does not play well in Europe. It just doesn't do well. This the, is not... The, the concept of evil fish people may work in Asian markets, but in European markets, no. Well, this movie... This film is based loosely on Dagon. And and by loosely, I mean (laughs) as loosely as humanly possible. I was going to say, how many film adaptations of of that damn story (laughs) out of all of H.P. Lovecraft's stories? How many damn adaptations of that story has there been? Um, So a lot. Yeah. A a ton. I think this movie would – so this movie's widely panned. Just across the board, because the acting's horrible. It's all the reasons that we love cult movies, and I think that this movie is one of those deep dive, like peel the layers back cult movies that we're going for. I feel like it is. Um, I think. Oh yeah, he was also an executive producer on uh, Warlock. Of course he was. God damn it, I love Warlock so much. Of course, I of course he was executive Iron, producer of that movie. Of course, Iron Weather Veins and all kinds. Great movie. Um. Nails in the feet. Just well, this sounds so, perfect for us. <laughs> so uh, the, the, the acting's horrible. Script is real loose. Um, but it does involve like Aleister Crowley and magic and sea creatures and, you know, uh, horrors from beyond and, you know, cosmic Lovecraftian type horrors. Um, but I think it deserves to be in the lexicon of, you know, cult movies that that haven't been declared cult yet. And I think that something that this show has done really well is dredge up those films that aren't Rocky Horror mm-hmm. or, um, uh, you know, Peter Jackson's early work and and bring them to light. And this movie is one of those. The funny the other funny thing about this movie is this movie got shown a lot um, on basic cable. Um, in a, in a, you know, in a very, very cut version, like in the overnight hours of like a USA or a sci-fi channel. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I think this movie would have been a shit ton more popular if it would have had Jeffrey Combs in it. (laughs) I think this movie would have had reanimator status if it would have had Jeffrey Combs as the lead. I'll say that. I don't know why they didn't. I don't know if they couldn't get him. I don't know if he just w- didn't want to be a part of it, but I really believe that to be true. I, what I love about this this DVD that you bought me is, first of all, the artwork on the cover is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the special features. Here, here, here are the special features, folks, for this movie. 16 by 9 widescreen, 5.1 and 2.0 Dolby Digital Audio, English and Spanish subtitles, English closed captioning, theatrical trailer. That's the special features. Yeah. They went all all out special features there. That's all you get. That's all you need. That's why. (laughs) 
That's all. <laughs> Spare no expense. <laughs> Nobody's buying this shit. They were shocked when two co- when three copies of this film because I ordered myself another copy. Oh I now own two copies of this movie. They were shocked. I, I'm going to start getting those weird recommendations on Amazon. It's like, hey, you like Beneath Still Waters? Well, here. And then you're going to start getting the recommendations that are like, why are you giving me this? Hey, do you, you want to know my secret? <laughs> I already do. You should see my Amazon Prime like history. It's awful. It's awful. Um, this movie really stars no one. Yeah, I noticed that. I'm reading the back of the cast. I'm like, wow, I don't know any of these names. There are a lot of people that do a lot of like kind of bit parts in other like like uh, like horror movies going forward. But a lot of them are European. So they they don't have the breakout appeal over here that that we look for. Um, A lot of them were local to where they were filming. Um, Charlotte Salt being one of the uh, the standout uh, characters that that did make sort of a a jump um, who ended up being in like the Tudors and Bedlam and um, the Musketeers show that a lot of BB a lot of like um, BBC type stuff. Um, But listen, doesn't need it. This movie doesn't need (laughs) big name actors. Doesn't need a good script. Doesn't need people who can actually act. Because there are two scenes in this film. The the next on part two is all we're going to talk about. Oh God. It's all we're going to talk about. You're you're just absolutely giddy about this one. Oh, I I am I am less giddy than I am about Bad Ben. I will say that. Bad well, Ben bad, is a gift to the world. Well, for those who haven't listened to our Bad Ben episode, go back and listen to Bad Ben. And and I mean, the, we were nervous when Andy recommended Bad Ben, and we wound up falling in love with Bad Ben <laughs> because it was such a goddamn fun film. Bad Ben will become your brand new favorite movie. Yes. <laughs> I'm telling you, this isn't a Bad Ben. They all can't be Bad Ben, unfortunately. Um, so this movie doesn't have some guy who's pissed off at the fact that he's being haunted? God Damn it! Yeah, this guy doesn't have uh, this guy doesn't have a, a, a you know a, a New Jersey uh, union member with a Planet Fitness sticker on the back of his Taurus screaming at ghosts. Unfortunately, um, no. This Yo, movie has like, a lot of like. Oh, what go fuck yourself means. This movie has a lot of really pretty European people in it. Um, <laughs> weird cults, uh, like a lot of robes. A lot of robes. Um, I, I can't say any more than that because it's so it's such a weird movie. The, that's what I'm curious. I'm curious to, to see not even if you'll like it because I think you'll <laughs> like it enough. I'm curious just to know, like, how you're going to deal with the unintentional insanity. Oh, um, so basically what this is, is this is you like when I presented Premutos to you. This is like you presenting free mutos to me. Yeah, kind of, kind of. I think it's, I think it's more like, I, I don't, it's unintentionally the way that it is. So I think it's, if you're, if you're trying to compare it and I loathe to do this cause it is not on par with the horribleness that was, um, mother goose rock and rhyme. 
<laughs> there, it just isn't. But when you're when you're talking about something that's unintentionally bad, and I think it has a lot. And I want there's a couple things I want you to watch for because I I, I want to know your opinion on them. I want I want you to know how bad do you think it got chopped up in editing? Because I think that a lot ended up out of the movie that would make the movie make a lot more sense. Oh dear. But that's not why we're watching it. That's not why. I'm telling you, the hour and a half that is this film, there are two scenes in it. There are two scenes in it that literally made me. I went back and watched them like three times to make sure I had seen them correctly. Oh my <laughs> I was like, God. it can't be right. That can't be what happens. Okay. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> All right. I guess. <laughs> So just be ready for that. Chris is going to hate this shit so much. Oh God. <laughs> Chris, this is going to be one of the ones that Chris gets up about 20 minutes into and just walks out and never comes back. <laughs> He's like, I'm done. This is, this is, that's it. That's it. Son of a bitch. No, it's, I wish that they all could be bad men. I wish all of my suggestions could be bad men. Technically, they all could be if I just kept saying sequels to bad men. Because um, I think, what are we up to, nine now? Um, yeah. This can't be that. 20. <laughs> but this is like, you know, this is this is on par kind of with a kindred. Kindred meets Paramutos is what this is. Oh, dear God. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of scary to think about honestly wow yeah yeah i love i love this movie it's just gratuitous it's gratuitous it's so great <laughs> everybody buy the last three remaining copies on ship <laughs> <laughs> to your house or just continue to watch um sci-fi channel usa until they show them again <laughs> well i guess on that note i guess i am ready to uh Pop the sucker in and take a look at it, I guess. Oh, uh, yeah, you are. Oh, really? Yeah. Do it. Do it. <laughs> uh, see, see, this is what happens when I allow Andy to get back at me. It is. <laughs> it Especially is. after Mother Goose rock and rhyme. Um, it's odd that this would be a, a, a palate cleanser to rock and rhyme, but then again, so is anything. <laughs> How pre-mutose would be a palate cleanser to Mother Goose Rock and Rhyme right now. <laughs> that's that's valid. We could I could go back and watch Terror of Tiny Town and feel good about myself <laughs> after what what you put us through <laughs> with that yeah. nightmare. That yeah, I, I really did not think we would find a movie worse than some of the shit that we found on there. But boy, that one. If you have not listened to our last episode yet after you're done with this one definitely go back and listen to us just rant and rave about how horrible that Shelley Duvall movie is and yeah yeah it's just the hyper hyper sexualized <laughs> Gary Shandling is a sentence that never needs to be said well you see why she went crazy that's right <laughs> uh, all of them right. know all right, so let's go ahead and dive beneath still waters, and I'll be back with my reaction. Beneath these waters, 
lies something evil. It was imprisoned here long ago. But now, it has been released. All that was yours, your town, your people, even your own family, Mom? will now be mine. The fire from beyond will be released, bringing a world of lust and violence. After 40 years of waiting, it will all happen in just one day. Okay. <laughs> so, um, first of all, I want to start off by saying uh, it's 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 not a bad bad move. Like 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 you know like the last one we just reviewed, Mother Goose Rock. It's Rotten not Rotten. Terror from Tiny Town. It's, it's not, not riding the bus with my sister. Though. Yeah, it's. But still, that was deep hurting. Um, <laughs> movie (laughs) wait wait does chris agree with me on this one no No. he absolutely hates this thing (laughs) yes yes continue your review and i'll give you mine well first of all i i i want to change the title of this movie to shitty bangs because yeah every woman in this film first of all looked like they were former porn actresses or current porn actresses secondly clearly there's no tony and guy in spain (laughs) the i mean it's like everyone had bangs and they were all horrible in different lengths and it's like i'm like going who cut your bangs gail weathers and scream three what the hell um you know my favorite my favorite bangs in the whole movie um belong to uh the the main bad warlock guy what was what was his name oh, he had captain hair he oh he was great it was great yeah the, the 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 love child of tommy Wiseau and captain janeway that's who that was that was <laughs> ah that warlock character jesus christ it was it was uh crispin glover doing a siren Night live character circa 1995 pretty much oh god it's good i mean so Brian Yenza, um, I, I have a, uh, he, he should never try to make his own HP Lovecraft story. I just, that, yeah, no, he shouldn't. And, and I don't know that that's what this was because it was so many different things. It really was. It really didn't understand what type of a movie it wanted to be. It didn't know if it wanted to be a Lovecraft story. It didn't want, it didn't know if it wanted to be about satanic cults or about witchcraft or the a, a disaster pick a disaster pick the abyss i mean it didn't know, it didn't <laughs> at one point you referenced the ruins <laughs> I, i'm like okay so okay so we talked about the shitty bangs now we have to talk about the shitty cgi 
this was some this was I know 2005's CGI is not standing the test of time, but even for 2005 standards, this was some really shitty CGI. Um, it looked like that in the in the diving scenes when he's diving to to see the town that was um, buried underwater, it basically looked like they superimposed him on some underwater shots of a sea monkey tank. But I mean, was it CGI or was it really bad, pra- or was it like bad practical effects? Because I oh, think no, there, there was, was a lot of bad practical effects in this film too. Yeah, and there was some really bad CGI too, especially that. Um, the uh the the stuff that basically looked like the sludge from that uh, creep show two segment the raft uh that was floating <laughs> around on the town <laughs> um yeah there was some bad practical effects going on also there was one if there's one positive thing I can say about this film it's yes. that the the gore effects were spot on especially the scene where the possessed cop is chopping himself up. That that right there I was like, okay, here's the Brian Yuns I know right here. Here's here's the trademark, oh my god, over the top gore right here. And that sequence I was I'm I'm going, okay, this is the the, the piece of corn in the turd right here. This this is this is the money shot for me. Although coming at a very close second is the um the chucking of the beer into the water. Oh god, I love that scene. That was like causing one of the two the scenes. <laughs> When she is having her mental break, her drunken mental breakdown on the beach, strips naked and starts hucking beer cans and yelling about how she hopes that he has all the beer he needs in heaven. And then his his like bloated water. Antonio. Like corpse rises out of the uh, out of the water, all, you know, Lovecraftian and everything. And looking like um, the zombified version of Ash in Evil Dead 2, missing an arm, with the, like, water pustules or whatever the hell they are, proceeds to raw dog her while eating her neck on the beach. I will, he had consent. That's the part for me. (laughs) The the scene, I remember the first time watching, and that's the thing, right? Like, you guys are seeing this. I remember the first time watching this when I'm like, okay, I'm trying to figure out what the movie is, and it's been a slow, like, a slow burn, if you want to even give it that much. Like, it's... And then all of a sudden, there's this scene with this... Boobies and beer chucking, and then this zombie comes out of the water, and she has sex with the zombie. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, what just happened? What just what literally yeah, that, just happened? That literally comes out of left field because that had because that has nothing to do with the rest of the pace that the movie had up until that point. Because yeah, no, you say nothing. it's you say it's a slow burn. That no, it was more like a um a a wet log that's still trying to stay alive. <laughs> after it's been lit. It's got the is the pace of the film up until. Oh uh, yeah, oh uh, yeah. This just described this scene describes for me how disjointed this movie was. I didn't realize that the blonde chick was his girlfriend until that scene, because when, you, when they first introduce Antonio, he's frolicking with the other girl more than her. Do we know? I mean, do we even know that 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 is the? Um, 
do we even know that that's a like a boyfriend girlfriend situation or was she just pining for him yeah it's great i don't yeah there's a version of this movie that makes sense i know there is it just didn't get made it didn't get put together i i love that everything that would have made some sort of sense in this movie was saved for the last 30 minutes of the film it's like for the first hour we're trying to figure out what the hell is going on. And then we finally get the exposition an hour into the film. And I'm like, finally, goddamn. The last half hour of this movie slaps. That's all I'm going to say. And it's like we get the exposition. We find out what's going on. All hell breaks loose. Uh, we don't get the shunting, but we get very close oh, to it. when The nun the, orgy? None? Yeah. Well, th- there's only or- one nun. It's just – that's the thing about that scene, which I referred to Roy, and I always refer to it as the the um, Amity Bay uh, uh, beach opening party. Oh, yes. <laughs> because that, in my mind, is like the, the next evolution of that. Like <laughs> and, and, you know, I don't think – the way – looking at the citizens of this town, I didn't know they were fans of rockabilly. But apparently they're fans <laughs> of rockabilly because that's the band that's playing at this town yeah. – 40th celebration and you know so we got the rockabilly band and then the town is being possessed by the evil and they're starting to become all sodom and gomorrah actually no what happened here would make sodom and gomorrah look like rebecca on sunnybrook farm because they start first of all you, you know you got the nun who is uh pegging the guy yes with, with her rosary beads you've got yes. The guy the, being fucked by a goat. You got the guy fucking a goat. You got the you guy know. fucking a chicken. People you got, just eating. You just got people eating. Yeah, you got people eating. You got you tears. You got you got tits being smeared by cake. You got cake tits in this you movie. You do. Yeah, you've got. Um, I think I saw one point where a guy was fucking a severed arm. I think. Yeah, I think so. But the the best part about the the weird orgy. Is that they keep cutting back to it? Yeah, it's like they cut. <laughs> it's like they cut to the guy who's trying to put a stop to this. Then it's orgy in your face. Guy trying to put a stop to this. Orgy in the face. Guy meets his the spirit of his child trying to trick him into not stopping this orgy in your face. You know, it's just, it's literally, it's like it's traumatizing. It's almost like you're sitting there watching this Clockwork Orange style. But your eyes are not being forced open. Your eyes are open because you're in disbelief at what the hell is actually going on. And the way it's being presented to you, it, 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 you need Ritalin, really. I, uh, with I, this, that's this why I love this minute. movie. Like, that's one of the reasons that I think that I wanted to talk about this movie, because not enough people know how insane it is. Like, then, go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, we'll get to the we'll get because it has to deal with the ending. So okay. you go ahead. Well, I want it so from Jump Street, this movie makes no sense. Mm-hmm. From 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 the beginning, uh, the only two parts of this movie that have any exposition are the first ten minutes and the last thirty. Everything mm-hmm. else in the middle makes no sense. And I was telling you last night, my favorite my favorite nonsensical like thread that is never ever tied up in this entire film is there is a investigative journalist slash photographer who is the hero of the film yeah apropos of nothing the australian yeah he's the tom adkins level like the poor man's james con yeah the poor man yes yes who 
multiple times in this in the hour leading up to the end of this film before he has to save the the town and the dam um (laughs) talks about how he's going to uncover small town corruption like it happens like four times like i'm gonna bust these towns are always corrupt i'm gonna expose the small town corruption (laughs) apropos of literally nothing no one it no one acknowledges that he's keeps he keeps he keeps bringing it up, and it's my favorite thing. It's just like it's, I, I, this, it's it's this movie's answer to Claudette in the room saying, "I definitely have breast cancer," and nothing comes of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's accurate. It's just I love those things about this movie that just make no sense. No sense at all. It's great. It's great for those things. I know you guys hate it, but it just makes me so happy. <laughs> just the wild disjointedness of this film. It's like the only for me, the only thing that I I guess I would I would classify as exciting that happens after the first 10 minutes, which, by the way, um, that the 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 rip off of Hatchet ripping open the child's head to drink his blood uh, moment in the first ten minutes that came out of nowhere and yes. I mean when that happened I thought that was going to be the tone for the rest of the movie and nope uh, <laughs> after, not until the last half hour yeah it's like after that happened we have to deal with an hour of um, killer sludge that doesn't really kill too much. Um, ex- except for that one guy who gets chopped up into pieces, um, the uh, the the guy who looks like a derelict Tommy Chong who's running the Damn. the dam, um, <laughs> who also gets confronted by the 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 blo- what I described as the blood the bloated corpse of Janis Joplin, um, <laughs> coming out of the water. I was just like when that creature came out, I was like, oh, it's Dagon, you know, at that point. <laughs> And, you know, nothing else is really happening. And I'm like, oh, I'm like literally in my mind screaming at the movie, do something, do something. And, you know, every time the grandfather character came on in the in the daughter's uh, ghost of the grandfather. Yeah. I honestly was waiting for him to sell me tequila because he (laughs) he looked like someone who would sell tequila or Dos Equis. You know, I was waiting for him to do something like that. (laughs) Okay, so let me tell you what film I saw last night. Oh, God. (laughs) Here we go. So I saw this knockoff of an Irwin Allen movie called The Damn Damn, (laughs) starring a a poor man, Steve McQueen, and the body double, stunt double of Gail Weathers, (laughs) who fall in love. Now, what happened See, back about 40 years ago, the omen was born and gave birth to a culty church known as the Branch Davidians of Spain. And so and so the mayor decided to flood this damn town and kill the cult. Well, it didn't happen. And so then along the way came this photographer who's all like, you know, raised the Titanic beyond the Poseidon adventure looking for a story here and falls in love with Gail Weathers' stunt double. In the meantime, her That's daughter... Her, her, her daughter, who's been abandoned by the mom, you know, her boyfriend or not boyfriend, we don't fucking know, you know, who, who I mean, you know, basically it's 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 Danny from Greece and he ends up getting eaten by the slime that doesn't really eat much. 
And then there was this blonde chick with the bad haircut who basically should go visit a Tony and die. And that very damn leads to Fantastic Sam's. And, and so they are mourning his death, and they have a big old fight over this. And then somewhere along the way, it segues into the grandfather ghost, like, you know, Troll 2. Mm-hmm. All Troll 2 in the mirror, talking to the boy, you know, about some bullshit. Talking to his <clears throat> granddaughter. And then there's a book. There's a book. There's a book which is not the the not the um, not the, the Necronomicon the un Necronomicon the, ne- the Necronomicon or not um, the Necronomicon or not <laughs> there you yes. go um, so they have to burn the book and they burn the book and then the water comes and the bam breaks and it floods the book anyway so it doesn't burn I don't know so then the Omen kid's mom gets eaten by the slime but she's not eaten by the slime that's the thing that's what pisses me off it starts something. <laughs> And then it either either it switches gear thematically, or it does a Tommy was so and just drops a plot point. Are you are you a, okay? Listen, damn damn, you know are are you are you going to be an adventure movie? Are you going to be a psychological thriller? Are you a slasher? Are you a, a, a are you a cult movie? Are you a disaster pick? I'm waiting for either an avalanche oh, so or a boat to come along and hit an iceberg. I'm, the only thing the song is missing is the theme song by Celine Dion. This 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 rant makes me so happy. <laughs> I'm sitting here. Going, I'm even trying to riff this movie, and this is one of those MSC3K episodes where they riff it, and even that doesn't help. It's like I'm making riffs, and it's not making it better. And I'm and then of course you know the the, the orgy of you know the, the the feasting as I call it happens, the nun feast. <laughs> You know, where, where you've got the we've got the goat from the witch, you know, fucking some guy. You know, you've got dismemberment going on. He has a name. It's Black Philip. Come it's, on, it's Black Philip. <laughs> Black Philip from the witch. And then suddenly, I, I expected to look over in the bushes and see Elvira watching it, peeking from her bushes, and from that scene from Elvira where she's where she poisons the people and they're having sex with the hot dogs. I mean, I'm waiting for that to happen. It, the thing is, it takes. It takes so many thematic things from other. It's like it's literally. It's like somebody took the past 50 years of movies, shook the titles in a box, dumped it on a table, and just picked 10 and said, "Here, put this together." Yeah. 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 And that, that's what. And then the ending, which we'll, we'll get, get to, the to end which we'll ending. get to in a minute. We'll, we'll get to the ending that. in a moment. Yeah. That, this is the movie I saw last night. The God, only, I wish. I only, wish I saw that movie. The only <laughs> redeeming thing was the gore effects on the bodies, as far as the zombies, the mutilation of the cop in the house. Those were like, whoa, that's really good. I'm hoping that there's more of that in a, in a director's cut. Then again, maybe I don't want to see the damn director's cut of, of the damn damn, a Quinn Martin production. <laughs> I I would love to see a director's cut of this film. <laughs> uh, my, my the one thing that I think Chris I think that would have made it better for you is to watch the movie from the perspective of Teresa Borges. Uh, reactions to everything that's happening around her because they were fantastic she was she's an awful actress and i love to watch her react to things <laughs> that for me was the was the, the saving grace through the slow times anything that she had to react to was fantastic so um the police chief the one the one who wouldn't give the camera back unless he saw the permits d- did he have herpes 
Uh, he had um, demonic herpes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. At least at the end, he yeah, had yeah, demonic herpes. Yeah. Well, because I, I, I forgot about Peter Parker's boss. Yeah, I forgot about. <laughs> <him>. <laughs> I forgot about J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, J. Jonah's with the herpes. Yeah. Because throughout the course of the movie, he's covering his face. And I'm like, okay, maybe he's just sweaty. And then he removes it, and then all of a sudden, there's the, you know, the the roller derby rash all of a sudden on his face. It makes me wonder if they had to do reshoots after he had already had the prosthetic on his face. So he had to, like, cover it during the reshoots. And then they were able to, like, show it. Maybe yeah. there's some weird shit. I mean, I guarantee you this movie. You know what this movie was? This movie is somehow a weirdly tied to Maximum Overdrive. Oh God! And I don't. And I would. I want to now know like the the back, the, like what happened behind the scenes that got this movie made. Mm-hmm. Like somebody has to have written about it. I need to try to find it. <laughs> so we've mentioned it a couple times. So now we got to talk about. It. We're gonna spoil the fuck out of the ending yeah. of this movie. Because the ending's just like, oh, come on. So he, They ran out of money and had to slap together an ending. Yeah, basically. So this whole time... They ran fighting, out of money and had to slap together a movie is what yeah. happened. So and Someone needs to be slapped. So, so the granddaughter it keeps being told that she has the power to stand up to um, the, 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 the... Yeah, so Heidi was told by her grandfather in the hills that she has the power to stop the evil. And so she's being seduced by Tommy Wiseau as the tall man um, and, and, you know, with the Janeway haircut. And so she was the leader of the Poltergeist 2 cult. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yeah, I was really waiting for him to say God is in his holy temple. I was waiting for that. Um, There's definitely an archetype around dudes that look like that in 80s (laughs) horror movies. So... You know, he stands. She stands up to him, and the fight happens. And then he, uh, the guy, meanwhile, who's underwater, and suddenly gets uh, into. I, I guess I could only describe it as like the Justice League Aquaman air bubble underwater, in order to do what he has to do, which is burn the book. He burns the book. Everything hits the fan. Um, they live. You got really upset with the fact that the. Uh, the little wooden knife was oh still God. there. Okay, yeah. So th- when in the exposition, we discovered that the book was buried on holy ground, uh, uh, consecrated ground and everything, so that way he could never get a hold of it. But because the two little snot-nosed kids in the beginning of the movie, yeah, Harry Potter and the Curse of the Fence basically going on there, um, <laughs> because of the kids interrupting what was going on, it all fucked up. So he had to go in and finish what ha- what what needed to be done. So we see a shot where when they put the book underground and they place the crucifix on it, the crucifix breaks. Now, they've been underwater for 40 years. Yes. Um, which, by the way, I forgot to also mention, we had body parts that came floating in trying to grab the um the guy the australian photographer investigator guy the steve mcqueen guy and i'm going you know those are some very well preserved body parts for being 40 years underwater they're demon parts (laughs) and then when he gets the book he goes to get the book the cross 
is in pristine condition. Still broken, but still broken, yeah. but in pristine condition underwater. And when he picks the stone slab up, it doesn't slide off. No. And I'm going. Wait a minute. Is this a magnet? I mean, what? <laughs> what? Is, <laughs> what is this? Is it magnetic wooden cross? I and. You know, he makes me all of a sudden go all Seinfeld on the scene all of a sudden. (laughs) And then they pull the book out. This book has been underwater for 40 years. No water damage. No pulpiness to it whatsoever. Perfect mint condition book. Even when the, the Justice League air bubble develops and he's holding the book in his hands, it... It would have turned to fucking mush. And he, he no, Don't he. Burn the book, Daddy. Yeah, no, he's got a perfectly fine Necronomicon in his hands, dry as a bone. Much like the plot. <laughs> and then he throws it into the fire and it burns beautifully. Instead of burning like a book that's been underwater would burn, which is taking forever. No, it burns to a crisp. And thus ending the orgy that happens and everything else. And everything is like hunky-dory and fine. And then suddenly we get to this little snot-nosed kid who is being babysitted by our main female protagonist. And suddenly it turns out, dun-dun-dun, he's possessed. He says, I hate everybody. He blows the dam up anyway and kills the town. The That's end. That's right. The end. So, I, my, I, so here's my question, right? There are movies that we have watched that we just hate, right? Yeah. Like, like there, yeah. are, there are movies. Tiny Town and, and Mother Goose Rock and Rhyme, yeah. There are four or five movies that we just hate, that we just hate watching. Um, we hate watched those movies. There are movies that we absolutely love to watch. Uh, Kiss is up there. Bad, uh, Bad Ben. Bad, oh, you want to put Bad Ben up, with, up there? Oh, okay. we love that oh, band. Yeah, that we yeah we love All right. that. All yeah, right. is this a movie that you love to hate? Because that's is... my thing for this movie. I love to not. I love to hate watch this movie. Chris is probably never going to want to watch no. this movie again for the rest oh, no. of his life. No, uh, no, and I understand that. <laughs> I have I have one word to describe this movie on all levels. Useless. <laughs> it's useless. I tried to riff it. No, this will not be a midnight movie. There will be no cult following of this. If there is, I'm sorry for anybody who's. I mean, I know you love it, Andy, and I get that. But or you love to hate it. This yes. movie is absolutely useless. I will probably, I will never like be. So I, I will never be so bored. No <laughs> <laughs> waters again. You know what? Shoot me in the head. Good. Okay. I. Th- that's great. That's great. Why, what is your take on that? Um, I don't know when I'll, if or when I'll ever watch that movie again. I I will keep it in my collection as a reminder. Um, <laughs> so that way, if I'm like, you know, I'm bored, and I go to pick it up, and I'm like, no, I'm not that bored. Good. You know, I want to retract my statement. It is not useless. This film is a good example of what to show someone how to not make a movie. Right. Sure. No, that's good. Yeah. And which. Yeah. Which unusual coming from who gave us the movie because i mean yes. he's, he's given us bride of reanimator he's given us society he's given us honey i shrunk the kids i and think it was that's the most, 
that's the most interesting that's the most interesting part of this kind of tale for me is it the the hour and a half you spent watching this movie is only a piece of a larger puzzle in my brain which is you know how did how did this movie get made yeah you know what happened during the production of this film and 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 how did this guy who has made movies that i really like enjoy and rewatch he make this cult, he's made cult classic after cult classic he really right. has right so this movie theoretically should be in that category mhm but it's not it's definitely not no and i'm glad i got to show it to you <laughs> <laughs> See, this was him getting back at us for pre-mutos, is what this is, yeah. (laughs) The Conan sword is rebuked. I rebuke you. (laughs) Well. No, it was me getting back at Chris. That's what it was. (laughs) I don't know why I needed to get back at Chris, but it was me getting back at Chris. Um, For you, I just really wanted your take on, on like, this this director, this film, this period in time, all of these influences came together to make this piece of crap that I've watched like six or seven times now, you know? And I actually like, I'll watch it and enjoy it for those few scenes for the orgy scene, for the uh, weird huck and beer scene, for um, for the scene with the, the, the you know, Quint, uh, for Spanish Quint in his little hut screaming and yelling and try and like stab like trying to stab people with his little tiny sword. Like there are scenes in this movie that are truly intriguing. I just wish the whole movie was. I want to know what I did to hurt you. I'm America's sweetheart. <laughs> I am America's sweetheart. I thought you loved You people. are I do I do. Chris, I love you dearly. And I'm sorry that you got sucked into the wake of something that you you shouldn't have. <laughs> I apologize for that. This movie was for Roy, and uh, you uh, were like um, the bowl of pineapples in the John A. Ramsey story. Like nobody, like people are gonna look back on this and be like, "Why was Chris involved? Did did Andy kill Roy for this bowl of pineapples? Like that's what the that's what the story's gonna be." Now, and now, and now I was sucked into a situation I didn't create. Now I don't have Patty Hearst felt. You are it, okay. Let me put it this way: in this story, right, you are Linda Hamilton in Terminator One. <laughs> yeah, I am yeah. the Terminator. Unfortunately, Roy is John Connor. <laughs> And you were Linda Hamilton. I was just, you're in the phone book, baby. You were just, that's, that. you got sucked into it. And now, but think about it this way. You're going to be Linda Hamilton in Terminator 2 the next time I get to make, a, I get to suggest a movie. Yeah, you're you going to have a bazooka yeah. and a little hat on doing pull-ups in a psych ward. You're going to be ready. I'm ready. No, he'll probably actually be Linda Hamilton in the latest Terminator movie. Uh, just bitter and over it. Yeah. <laughs> Halloween is a reference. I can do that all again with Jamie Lee Curtis if you want me to. Uh, well, before I get to talking about uh, next month's um, activities, because we're going to have a lot of fun with October. Uh, we do have a, a Patreon exclusive video coming up soon for our Patreon subscribers. Andy and I are going have uh, decided to... Uh, take a look at Shudder, uh, which, yeah. by the way, if you have not signed up for Shudder, you are really missing out on a lot of fun. 
The best uh, $6 you could possibly spend every month. Exactly. There's so much treasure on that site. So what we've decided to do is we're sitting down and we're going to uh, each pick five films that we really highly recommend that while they're available on Shutter, watch ASAP uh, because they're just so much fun to have to watch. So that's going to be a Patreon exclusive. We still have Chris going after Sandra Lee. Uh, that's probably going to come this month. I, I do want to shoot to do that one this month, his first installment of that. Um, I can't wait for that. <laughs> next month, for the month of October, we've got stuff lined up for free and for the Patreons. Uh, for the Patreons, Andy and I are going to do a double feature review of two films that honestly is long overdue for yeah. us to tackle uh, because these are considered crowning achievements in cult cinema. And those are Attack of the Killer Tomatoes and Return of the Killer Tomatoes. 100%. Uh, starring George Clooney. Um, it, it, for me, I can't believe Return of the Killer Tomatoes has a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes because the film, I think, is fucking hilarious. Um, I, I will even go as far as saying I enjoy Kill, Return of the Killer Tomatoes more than I do Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Maybe it's the George Clooney aspect. Maybe it's because of just how self-aware the sequel is. I think that's uh, probably why it has a z- it, Horror fans are not really good at, and, and, and I'm a horror fan, right? Are not really good at, at, at meta horror movies and looking at the humor in them and saying that that, that is a... We'll talk about it. We'll, no, I'm, we're not going to talk about it now. We'll get yeah. into it. That's teaser oh, for what we'll so get that, into. So that'll be for the Patreon subscribers. For our regular audience, for you, we're going to tackle a movie I've been wanting to do for a while now. Um, and we're going to have a special guest for it also. So before I announce the title, Andy, I have a question to ask you. Yes. Lucky punk? <laughs> <laughs> Never. No. Never. Now I feel like I'm going to get payback for what I did. And I've only had two opportunities, so I'm technically at 50% of movies that you love that I've suggested, and now I feel like I'm going to take it. <laughs> do, do you like movies about primates? Oh, I do. Do you oh, like do. do you like movies about primates starring Roddy McDowell? I mean, yeah. I Yeah. Do you like movies about primates starring Roddy McDowell as the leader of a bunch of medical students who are LARPers? <laughs> I, I thought this was going in a different direction. I cannot honestly answer that question. <laughs> because our next film is called Shockma. And Shockma is about a group of medical students who are also LARPers. Um, <laughs> being led by Roddy McDowell, who after classes one day are inside their their medical school building, LARPing a Dungeons and Dragons like adventure uh, throughout the floors of the building, while a medically enhanced baboon by the name of Shockma gets loose from his cage and goes on a serial killer rampage on the LARPers. That's that is fantastic. What you just <laughs> explained to me. Um, and I have not seen this film. I have seen the poster for this film. Uh-huh. I have been tempted by this film a great many times. 
and I have yet to watch it. So oh, I'm into get, it. Get ready to strap in for this one because this is quite the movie. Shockma, um, I will let you know, not only stars Roddy McDowell, but also stars Christopher Atkins of Blue Lagoon fame. Nice. And the pirate movie. And the pirate movie. And also stars Amanda Weiss from A Nightmare on Elm Street, Better Off Dead, and Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Man. Yeah. I'm into it. Let's go. Um, I hope you like stairs. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a stair-heavy film. Yes. A, a stair-heavy. Uh-huh. It's, it's a stair-heavy and an elevator-heavy movie. And also um, Baboon Trying to Beat Down Door uh, a, a movie. Um me and me me and my guest star uh will go into more details about those type of sequences uh we're going to be joined by uh i guess you could call him gatekeeper to the america genre film um uh archives uh also known as agfa uh he is also uh works for fangoria magazine his name is james wallace Uh, he's also the one who officiated chris and i's wedding so he is the one that introduced us to Shockma. Chris will probably sit this one out. He's not as much of a fan of Shockma as oh, I am. I like this more than I do, but he's still watering off the damn, damn of the damn. I absolutely love <laughs> Shockma. I'll watch uh, this one. <laughs> but uh, we'll be joined by him. He'll talk about. Uh, you know, he'll talk a little bit about the movie and about Fangoria and other things as well. So we're going to have a fun guest star for our episode. Also, I am releasing I when I'm on when I was on Facebook, I did a bunch of like little videos and video projects that I would release to my friends and whatnot. And I've decided to make the first free uh, free to download video project for the listeners of the show outside of Facebook and everything. I'm, I'm doing an erotic fan dance. <laughs> <laughs> it's it is it is it is a christmas yule log youtube video but it's just chris doing an erotic fan dance yeah, for 12 hours on a loop yeah the yeah. dance of the seven veils yes um no five i'm on a budget yes <laughs> uh no actually what i'm going to do is it's going to be a video that is going to recreate the feeling of watching saturday morning cartoons except it's all going to be horror themed cartoons so it's going to be uh, some stuff that you may know and some stuff that it has fallen through the cracks. Um, I will let you know there's no Slimer and the Real Ghostbusters on this or, or the Real Ghostbusters or anything because um, I Ameri- uh, because um, how can I say this? Uh, Sony got lawyers. Litigious. So, uh, Litigious. So, yes. So re- none of that's going to be involved, but there'll be some fun stuff on there. And uh, I'm sure that you'll have a blast and we will let you know through the Patreon through the Twitter account, which is uh, These Films Exist, and also on Facebook to let you know when that's available to download. Nice. But well, go out and buy the damn, damn of the damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think you can. I think I bought all the remaining copies that exist. Yeah, I think you bought all the copies that remain on, on Amazon, so oh, he yeah, did the world a favor. That's a shame. It's going to become However, like one of those like like vinyl records that nobody can find and it's like hidden in a vault. It's just <laughs> However, if you want to watch Shockmo with us, it is on Tubi and it is for free on Tubi. So, you know, there'll be a couple of commercials thrown in out of nowhere, but you can watch Shockmo that way for free on Tubi. So, I myself bought the damn thing cuz I had so much fun with it. 
Uh, and I can't wait for you to see the trailer for this because the trailer's hilarious. Uh, nice. Yeah. So. There, there is one thing I was shocked when I do want to say. I wish they had a theme song by Dawkins. Because <laughs> <laughs> any movie deserves a theme song by Dawkins. It's a, a killer baboon yeah. going and killing LARPers. Yeah, definitely. I, just, on, <laughs> just on paper alone, that premise is like, I've sold. Yeah, it's like when, when, when James was describing that uh, to the AGFA uh, audience. We were like, we're sold. Just don't talk Just anymore. Show the movie. We're spin sold. Spin it up. <laughs> spin it up. <laughs> Baboon killing LARPers. We're sold. Let's go. <laughs> you, know? you know what? Why are we still talking about this? <laughs> Just LARPers being killed is enough for me. <laughs> I'm sold. All right, gang. Crack that man open a beer. <laughs> All right, gang, thank you so much for listening, and tune in next month um, as we, again, will uh, uh, look at Shockma. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash so I watch this. Uh, plans start at $3 a month and get a lot of fun goodies here and there. And uh, Plus, also, you can follow us on Twitter, again, at These Films Exist, and we will talk to you later. See ya. See ya next month. Bye.